Good evening. I apologize for the delay. I was trying to get uh, some secured information on the uh, Malachamavis. So I, w- I would say you could make this up, but the Marmokam uh, Yaakov you sent uh, last night. So we had Shimmy, I think you sent the information on the uh, Grim Reaper, who I. We all knew the picture, I just didn't stop to think, Baruch Hashem has never had to stare at it where it comes from, but I was not surprised at all that the picture being used, and sometimes from publications, comes straight from Greek mythology, and you can add it to the list of things you've got to be careful about. Whenever you have somebody, especially you're going to see this over the next week or two, what's fascinating about the Yeridea Sugya of Malachim, the pictures of Malachim, is that we know a little bit about what they look like, and we certainly know what they don't look like. So if you see a guy in a black cloak with something that looks like it can cut, but usually cuts to a wheat, then the get-up has got to have you questioning. So we're going to quote just a few lines from Shemi what you sent me, because Yaakov had an interesting question. Yaakov, that was you who sent the uh, child with the Gemara Sanhedrin? Okay. It's an excellent question, and I think I have a mahalach. I'll share the question with the Elam. And I hope this is not giving anybody any dreams or dreams about malachim or nightmares about other ones. So, in trying to get a handle on what they look like, so we were discussing some of the pictures, not to give them out again, but these pages in Shulchan Aruch, and I was sent about four more. Each one's more astounding than the next. They all seem to have this Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron theme. And Moshe Rabbeinu with the horns and the whole getup, we discussed is certainly a Bizayan. And last night's Mar Malkam that we started with was the Taina that the Acharim had in Bizayan of Malachim. Forget this sugya of drawing them 3D, 2D. It's a Bizayan to make up whatever you think a mal should look like. So I'm not here to defend, although it's probably a good idea, the Malachamavis. Probably a great idea. The friendlier you are, even though he has uh, distinct orders, Achamei uh, Vachamishim. Lamaisa, for somebody to make up a picture that, especially if it's based on Avarazar and Galochim, is going to be a Bizayim. So this is a picture, I don't know if you had it in the. Uh, you ever met him? This is the Grim Reaper. I should have gotten a bigger one. But you all know he has a uh, scythe with about 89 silent letters, but that's the way you pronounce it. Uh, English is not Lushnikaj. Lushnikaj has no silent letters. Every letter is there for Heiliger reasons and helps you pronounce whether it's an ayin or an aleph or whatever it is. English is a gogol, a gogol, a gogol from Latin and other things. So you got all sorts of letters that don't belong. And they speak to the British. They will tell you we have all sorts of letters that don't belong. So this is a scythe that cuts wheat and other things. And he's a skeleton with a black robe. So to draw a malach like a skeleton is already bizarre. It's a malach. He's working for a Baruch Hu, and he's a very holy being who had some level of cooperation with the Tzadikim Elyanim in the Gemara. A number of Gemaras where you have Tanaim talking to the Malachamovis. He's a Malach. That's called the Malachamovis. 
So you can't just draw whatever you want. And if we're using them and it looks like something that is not approved by Chazal, then it's usually from Greek mythology, and therefore it should be also to use. So don't attack anybody who use them. This is found in Haggadahs, very firm, fine people. They just didn't know, you know, you know thinking Chukasayim and Greek mythology, because I would think Baruch Hashem didn't know Greek mythology. I didn't know where this is from. Why should I know? I don't study, even though we studied a lot of Greek mythology here, but that was just for the purposes of direct mention of Shira. I don't know all the gods by heart. Gods, I say in quotation. I try not to know them. And this is assuming we have a heter to say their names, because we're going to do it again tonight. And the heter is based on the fact that nobody believes in them anymore, I hope, even though we have a committee in Greece who uh, claim they do. So, the short version of the uh, Shemi's research on the Mr. Reaper. Uh, so two things, both straight from Avarazar, of Avarazar. The garb of death or the black morning robe to which the first references are found in the early 15th century is very close to the robe of the priest or monk who officiated at the deathbed. So just explaining, push up shot, where did he get this get up from? So... Jews. No, we weren't black. It's conservative. But morning M. Yeah, did, did we wear black? Yeah. Doesn't matter. This robe getup is the monks. I'm, this is coming from the guy. They're telling you this. We wore hoods because we were good. But this is from the guy. <laughs> so the monks and the priests. I'm, I'm reading what they say. We don't have to. No, they wore that all the time. You don't have to darshan the shvach that we also wear that during morning. This is by officiate the deathbed. This is not the Avelis. Um, he points out, it's interesting to note, that the dead body itself was never uh, garbed in black. We have white, and even the Gaim do. Apparently, love them. Okay, in Greek mythology, to get this, speaking of uh, some silent letters, I don't even know how to. I don't want to know how to pronounce them, but Greek mythology, Kronos, that's C-H-R-O-N. I'm spelling it for a reason, because this, they're confused about them, and they sort of fuse the two together. He's called Father Time. Really bad, because we talk about time. Chosh Baruch is everything. So the Greeks, Avodah are broken into a hundred different things. But Chosh Baruch not only is in charge of everything that happens over time, he's He's above time. So it's just interesting that this father time in the Greek of Orozar was the king of the Titans and father of Zeus. That's in Greek mythology, I suppose, some sort of important yuchas. Now, wasn't Zeus like the main guy? Yeah. So he's the father. Okay. I don't want to give it. I'm trying to make lights on us. It's a mitzvah to make lights on us in this. Okay, so that's, uh, we'll call them Chronos. They probably couldn't pronounce a ches, but it's C-H. Like Hanukkah. And then there's a guy, Cronus, C-R-O-N-U-S, not O, but U, was a harvest god. Now, if you were going to picture a harvest god, he'd be holding a sickle. That's Spitz harvest. So they got the harvest god, they got the father of time. What the sheikh is between out of all the hundreds of gods, who in the world would put this together? But Maise Shaya Kachaya, so he's carrying a sickle, now, you'll ask most of it's in a sickle and a scythe. I know you're going to ask that. And believe it or not, this is going to work in well. A sickle is a smaller version to cut a small amount. The scythe is to cut a large amount. I know this from the early days of uh, communist Russia when they had to work the farm. So, uh, so the Grim Reaper carrying a scythe is derived from the combination of Cronus and Cronus. 
Kronos and Kronos, whatever it is. They put the two gods together. What does the Father of Time have to do with this? So then it, this is really, this is like the fairy tales from the Middle Ages, which we were reading until about 10 years ago, where little kids used to get eaten. And uh, all sorts of horrible, sadistic things, which we finally figured out. This is horrible for you, me. This is why we're reading this. And uh, ring, around the, ring Around the Posey. And all the other things that have to do with death and plagues. And I don't know what they were thinking. I still don't know what they're thinking. But we don't have to know what they're thinking. I gave you that introduction. Because the next line is the myth of Cronus, that's the C-H, eating his children, one son, was used in a poetic sense for devouring all things, that time devours all things, has the old saying, nothing lasts forever. He's trying to dash in why they put these two gods together, time and reaping. But the Christian part, this is what I am gathering, because I don't, I don't want to read into the, uh, the... They always, and they refer to this guy and the, the skeleton, the skull, and the get up with the monks and the uh, scythe, they talk about him gathering many thousands of souls together, but they always quote in Christian, the souls of the sinners. Malchamov is the real one. doesn't collect souls of sinners. He collects souls of everybody. Tzadikim, Bananim, Sabananim. What does it do with souls of sinners? I, I don't know. I'm sure if you read on, which is also because there's no sheikhs to us, they made it up. But uh, the, why are they focusing on the sinners? The Malchamav is the uh, Tzadikim die also from the Gezer of Adam Rishon. And Lamaisa, this is from, this whole picture is from the Galachim, from Christianity, and from Greek mythology. We clearly shouldn't be using it. So, enter Yaakov Esther. We'll give you a whole, uh, a whole biography over here. So, what you were thinking was what do we do with this uh, Gemara and Sanhedrin? So I, say, I don't have this handout, because I just saw your email, but I'm glad I saw it, because I want to address it. Gemara and Sanhedrin on Sadi Hema Beis talks about the fall of Sanhedrin and 185,000 troops. And he actually survived with a couple of his uh, assistants, but 185,000 died. That's a lot of people, and there were more people there. Some say they're Russia Gaiasis and it was a nace, it was a command of nace nigla. Chizkiah was learning in the base Medjush and telling everybody they got to learn, nobody should leave Seder. And then he went to sleep, and he woke up in the morning, it was Lel Pesach. And significant is Pesach, I'll get to that in a moment. And he woke up, and they all weren't alive. And the Gemara has a lengthy description on exactly what the weapon used to kill them was. And ranges from sort of the mala going and sucking out all the neshamas. Or, the one we're going to focus on, because we're not learning perichelic. We once did. Listen to two lines. Rabbi Lazar, ben Yisrael, it's a glue, the Gavriel. Preparation, Akash Baruch is about to get rid of all them. So, Amalakash Baruch the Gavriel. Gavriel is not the usual Malachamavis. He was a special operations Malach over here because there were a lot of people to take care of in a very short amount of time. I'm sure there are a million other reasons. And Akash Baruch Kaviachal asked Gavriel, Magalcha Natusha, is your Magal sharpened? You're ready. So, Yaakavinu. Stumble what you meant. It was a, you didn't explain much in the email. You assumed I would figure out your kasha is that here the Gemara seems to be talking about a malach who's taking a lot of people. And a magal usually means a scythe. Was that your question? Okay. 
It's a good question. So let me, the Gemara Ksubis clearly says, Ein Zayinam Abayz, that the weapon of the Malacham Malvis was a knife, which is what I assumed before. It was a knife. A knife, you can have a long knife, short knife, call it what you want. A sword is a long knife. A scythe is the last weapon I would choose to kill somebody because it's like very unwieldy, great for cutting wheat, pretty lousy if you want to stab somebody, you don't like <laughs> stab them from the side, just a ridiculous, ridiculous way of doing things. Why would you want to use something like that? And the Gemara has a whole account where Abshu Malevi, the Heiligat Sadiq Abshu Malevi, was one day learning, and Malcolm Abbas came and said, it's your time. And he said, not so quick. I want to see Elam Haba first. I have to be comfortable about this, and I have to have a cheshev because I'm really learning down here. I have to know why Rabbi Shulam Levi Zeichat that the Gemara says that he took care of Chaylam and a great Sakhani, yes, Chusim, okay. So um, he said, come, I'll show you. And he said, just do me a favor, give me a knife in the meanwhile. The knife is clearly very highly profiled in the story. Give me a knife because traveling with Malcolm Abbas is unnerving enough, and I don't got to keep staring at your knife, so I'll hold it. Okay. So Malcolm Abbas said, fine, and comes to Alam Haba. There's a fence there, there's all. Obviously, an allegory, but uh, you had to take a look, and there was a fence. He said, just look over, and you'll see Alam Haba. And he sort of got up, looked at the wall, looked over the wall, and then quickly jumped over the wall before the Malcolm Abbas was able to catch him, which means he had enough schusim to pretty much die alive, like we have a list, a short list of Sadiqim who had that, Elio Navi included, sort of. List is uh, a different way he died, and there's a list of those who went to Ganeid and Bechayim. Rabbi Shur Balevi did that, and then uh, Malcham Avis said, It's not fair, you have to come back. And he said, It's I'm not coming back. And then Shemayim, they said, If you never even undid a Shvu legally, we'll let you stay. And they let him stay. And the Gemara told fascinating and they asked him about the uh, Devisi a rainbow, and uh, that's not a good sign, as we spoke about recently. And Anivus, he said there was, and they really it's a sign of Kitruk. And then the Mahamas wanted his knife back. And the Shuva and Levi didn't want to give it back. Because probably figured the world might be safer without his knife. And that Kosh Baruch Hu said, we need it, and life and the life cycle must go on. And they gave him back the knife. Clearly a knife, not a sickle. So indeed, why there's the only Gemara in Shas mentioning the Malachamavis with a sickle found over here. And it's not a sickle, it's a scythe. And I think with the pshat over here, there's an afkamina. But how do I know? I'm not convinced. I have two mahalchim. First mahalchim is I'm not convinced it means a scythe over here or a sickle. Because the Gemara brings a raya. So Gabriel Mal told Kajbarhu, it's been sharpened, ready to go from Shays Mebracious already. The Marshal says, it means that there's certain nisim that were so historical, nisim gluyim, that Hashem had to build it into the bria, like the opening of the ground, different nisim, because they weren't part of nature. So he says, this nisim is one of them, and we're ready from Shesh and Mebrashis. Okay, so it was sharpened, and it's ready to go. And the Gemara brings away, Shenemar, Mibnei, Charvos, Nadadu. The Pasuk over here is a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Kimemnei, Charvos, Nadadu. People are running away from the swords. The cherv is a sword. Nechayev Natusha. Rashi Tash Natusha is the sword that's outstretched on the land in a war. 
or Natusha means sharpening, or both. But the Gemara is bringing a raya to this conversation, the Koshbocha asking, is your blank ready? Either the word sounds like scythe. Um, the Malchamov usually carries a long knife because, like you said, a cherev, because that's what it says in Gemara and Ksubis. And the raya of the Gemara is, look at this passing Yeshaya, sounds like the Gemara holds, it's a knife and a sword. A little strange that I want to know if your scythe is sharpened, as it says in Yeshaya, the swords are sharpened. Could be, they just bring a riot to the concept of sharpening something. They're trying to bring a riot was sharpened before, and the deek over here, that it was sharpened before. So I think there's a very good chance it doesn't mean a, a scythe over here. Why would it use it? Lamaisa, we know how to say cherv. We know how to say sakin. We've used it in Gemara with the Malachamavah. So why? Why did they change it? So I think here's where the scythe comes in, but it's not going to help us to use this picture. Don't get excited, because clearly, historically, they have him with this scythe because they're trying to blend the God of the harvesting, which uses a scythe, and God of time and whatever the Tzad HaShavah is. Not going to help us over here. A scythe is a sharp, can be a sharp. If you sharpen it again, it's very sharp, and we're cutting a lot of wheat. This is a scythe and a sickle. Sickle cuts a lot. Uh, if you take a knife, it'll cut one at a time, and a scythe cuts a huge amount, which is bigger, and you could swing it wider. He's killing, he's mandated to kill 185,000 people in one shot. So then, this is the only Gemara where, yes, why not use, either use a scythe, but nothing to do with this picture, or use a sword, but the sword was wielded with the same results as a scythe, meaning being able to kill 185,000 people. I prefer the latter because the riot from Yeshaya is a sword, not a scythe, but I'm willing to at least think about the fact that it's a real scythe and it means what it normally means in shots. It's easy to say. That's the words being used in its regular context. And it means a sharp object. So why not just use the knife? The answer is the knife on Rebbe Shul Malevi. Knife one-on-one is a knife. A sword one-on-one. To 185,000 people in one shot. So then you use something very sharp. That's meduma. There's no sword or scythe here. There's not a physical object. Just keep in mind, this is all a muscle. So then use a scythe that cuts many things at once. But it has nothing to do with the Greek gods and nothing to do with harvesting sinners' souls. And not... No shakes. Yeah. So I found the concept of the Gemara is that the, um, the Shem says to Gabriel on two missions at one time. Yes, yes. God goes on to say, just do it. It's such a, the nace is so locked in. You got someone to say, go, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that also, because I'll, I'll tie that in as well. The Gemara says that you should, Gabriel's job, Gabriel is a Malachavesh, and his job was to heat up the fruits at the beginning of the season to be mezbashel. That's what the Gemara says. So why are you going to do that anyway? And it was Pesach. It was Pesach. So why are you doing that? Kill all these 185,000. But he clearly, and I knew that's what you were asking, he clearly wasn't using this because this is the very beginning of the season. It's Pesach. They're barely grown. Mezbashel is to get them going. So you're the heat malach. The cutting is shvuas and the summer. So you can't use, if you use a scythe, Around Pesach time, you're going to kill all your budding uh, crop and you're going to not have any food. So it couldn't be that. It's clearly Pesach, because I know Sarchayev, this is Vayibah Chetzi Alayla. This happened Pesach time. Yeah? Well, first thing, I was thinking that one reason they didn't have the word was that, um, and there's other sources that say this, that uh, the Greeks got a lot of their ideas from us. That's fine. I have no problem. This was an original idea of Egypt. I have no problem with that possibility, but it's not. 
at first, I, as soon as I noticed the email was Nagea tonight, I thought, I looked at the Gemara and I saw, okay, he's in charge of the crops, or maybe a sickle crop, but I saw his misbashal is heating it up to get the growth going. That's Pesach, and it has to be Pesach because this is when Salcheir was killed. No sickle over there, no scythe, nothing. I have no problem if it was connected that the, all the Avodah took some tiny parts of Emes from the original part of the Bria when they were still on the Derech and used it. Kishof also has Ashaychis too, things that are in Save it's here, just the black side, not the white side. It was a But using this picture, this picture clearly, the Umasal will tell you, we got the, we got the garments from the Galochim, and we got the skeleton, for, which is a design for a Malach. He's not a skull, he's a Malach, and they don't even have him with wings. The Malachim have wings, and there's a Makar, I think he has 12 wings, not four or six. So they got it all wrong, but there's usually something they get right. So I would have a problem if the Gemara did fit in. I just don't think the scythe really works out of here. I think the marshal of the scythe, if I really mean scythe, is killing 185,000 at once. Then you need a tool that cuts a lot at a time. That I'd be willing to say, yeah. Uh, this is the word of Mago, right? The, the, yeah. Hmm? So that's sort of like, like a round thing almost. Well, Mago, no, no. is this scythe, like this so, Malcolm Mago. So it Right. Right, right. Right. It struck me that that really, the model is related to maybe a model, like a, a circle of thing, and that seems to me a real good description of a site. It is. Uh, I'm, I have no problem. No, I'm, I'm saying is the word can either mean so, so what? Sickle, scythe. They're just the question is how how many you're cutting. It's just it's a question of size and slight incline of the thing, but I'm okay either way. I'm giving two, two possible pshatim. I'm clear to use this picture is a problem. It comes from the Galachim and the Greeks. The Galachim are telling us that. Is there any connection? Why Haladavar? Why did the Gemara here use Magal if the Gemara in Ksubis clearly says he used a knife? So it has something to do with the fact that this does many things, <laughs> kills many people at one time. It's killing 185,000 people in one shot. So I have no problem with that. The question is, the rife of the Pasuk Yeshaya is talking about a cherv. It says cherv in the Pasuk. So you could say it meant the sharpening part of the cherv, even though Rashi and the Radak say it means just it's Natusha, it's, it's on the, in the country the war is on already, it doesn't mean sharpening, but okay, it could mean sharpening. I've, I have no problem with either one, but that's unique to this Gemara then. Yeah. What? There, there, there were types of blades that were curved right. for, for weapons. Now, granted, it's more in the later, st- like Arabs. The Arabs, yeah. Yeah, they, and that that sword is used differently than a than a. I understand, sword. but a magal is is a site. We we know this word from the Gemara. It comes from the word eagle, from circle. Okay, it could be could a be weapon. a sword. Good, a I like sword. that. I like that. That's. A, so I'd that's rather a, say it's a sword because again, they're quoting Yeshaya. So Shaya is always hard to decipher. But look at the pasuk. The right bring it says beferish. Charavas, twice in the Pasuk, Charif and Charavas. So you could say it's two types of Charavas, one slightly bent, or you could say the imagery of a scythe or a sickle is being used to kill 185,000. I have no problem with either one, but it's not a connection, it's not a riot that this picture is legit. That's all I'm saying. So it's just a Chukah Sayyim issue to use that when it's made up from a hybrid of Greek gods and Galachim and their garments. I just think it's fascinating. Yaakov had you... Not asked, uh, we wouldn't be addressing it. Yes? Why is the Malach a fire using a knife when you could just fire? Like, like fire, like fire, like fire like uh, the other shots of the Mars say the fire is, again, it's hard to, 
in this Sukkot Malachim, I try to stick to the halacha and the pashat. We don't know much about halacha, but all this is a mushal. He doesn't have a real knife. Well, the first one it's not a real sickle. The first one sounds like pulling out their, their air. Yeah, but that's a different shot. This line is talking about a knife or a sword or, or a sword that's circular or the mushal is something that cuts a lot. So it's all a mushal. So. Anyway, fascinating point. And he has one weapon, but you can use one sword and do it very quickly. This is the some, this is the type of item that you talk as no when you're cutting a hundred sheaves to do it in one shot. Yeah. Do we have to say only has one weapon? Yes, it said is your weapon right? Yeah, that's that's the conversation as recorded in the Gemara. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. I wonder if, the, if there's any connection. It's, it's true, it doesn't matter, but I wonder if there's a connection. But the fact that you were just pointing out that in Russia they were very careful not to cut each other is because you had to survive the experience every harvest, and these things are sharp. They cut a lot of things. It's, it's a type of sharp instrument, but I think that's a possibility. It could be just a roundish sword. It could be, uh, yeah. Yes. Barley grew, barley grew quicker. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, but it grew quicker. They don't have the wheat harvest was true, as hence Megillus was. The thing is, there's a tie in the word mago actually is very okay. tied to uh, um, I'm, the, uh, I'm open to the fact that it means a mago. It is a little um, hard to understand if the Garnic Subis describes the Malchamo's weapon as a knife. Why is this witch? So we have to say something. Gabriel is not Malchamo's. Right. It's not the Malchamo's. As I said, special operations. This is a unique job. And he said, we're already from Shades of He couldn't take away the knife. From uh, the that house. would, yeah, right, right. And he wasn't asked to rush. Hem just said, go. So um, that's the Hemshech Lemar the Yaakov was asking about. Is that He said, go, because you're really going to Mevashal the Paris, and we're going to make this nice look like such a nice nigga. It's going to be like Derek Hagav. That's the Gemara describes it. So that was Magdil the Nase. Fascinating uh, Gemara, but that is the, uh, not going to change my view of this uh, scary picture, which I think should not be used. And it's at least a bazillion of a Malach, and it's at worst a Chukasayim issue if you're copying their culture and their, uh, their pictures. Yeah, okay. But I, don't, again, I don't have, I think that's quite possible. And. Uh, then you have to say the riot is just lush and sharpening of something that hurts people or, or kills people. Okay, let's go back to page four of your copies. We don't have much time, but we started a few minutes late. I just want to finish at least the Gemara. This is the main Gemara that we're going to be going back to. Page four is trying to figure out this Chavdalat Page four is trying to figure out, according to Abaya, Abaya keeps answering the kashas, but we're going to pass him like the kashas, interestingly enough. The Losasaniti is a drasha that will tell you many different isurim. And it's not a steer making two drashas in one pasuk. Losasaniti, Hashem says, don't make things that are with me, or that look like me for the Tzalem Elakim, even though Hashem doesn't have a form, or things that are mashamish me, or things that are mashamish me in the Mikdash. This will include replicas of the Kli Mikdash. It will include, at the end of the Gemara, the sun, the moon, the stars. It'll include Malachim. It'll include the Merkava with the four faces. And of course, it'll include man. And I just want to finish the Gemara to get to that Maskana. Go to the first word line, about 10 lines down. 
Lost her Torah, the first line is Torah. El Demus Arba Panim Bahadi Adadi, which we have yet to show you the Adam, the Aryeh, the Nesher, and either the Kruv or the Shar. We'll get to that later. It's a separate Gemara. El Meata, parts of Adam, Luchude Tishtari. So why can't we use parts of, of an Adam? Alama Tanya, Kolpatsuf, Mutar, and Chutzni, parts of Adam. I heard in Shir from Abai that he would answer as follows. He agrees with this din by Adam alone. Either the Kashbach who appears to a Navi as a human in a Chalayim or Telemalakim. Now, make a mental note of that, because we're going to be getting into the malachim aspect, and it says, don't make anything, the different levels of heavens. So the sun, moon, the stars, one level. Malachim at a different level. The kisya covered and the makava a different level. And over here, it says kigain. Kigain is a very important word over here. That word is extra. Because it's not an exhaustive list of all the malachim. The Ramam is going to have ten categories. It lists afanim, srafim, we know them from Birch's Krishma. Chayas HaKadosh, Umalachei Asharis. Malachei Asharis sounds like a general category. It's not. Malachei Asharis are another category. So it's interesting. Not in this list. It's not a kashab. It says Kagayin. That means there's more to the list. Not in this list Akruvim. And we're going to discuss that. Amabai La'asa Tere El Shamoshin Shamadar Elyans. That's the very high heavens. So Gemara says, that's not is not true. Shemadar atachta mishari v'atanya asher b'shamayim l'rabas chama l'vano k'chav mazalus mimar l'rabas malachi asharis. So we have different levels, and the maskana is going to be. We'll stop here in the Gemara. Is that we paskin like all of these? They're all a problem. On one level of the sky, there's the sun, moon, the stars. The other level, the malachim, the merkava, and mankind, the telemalachim, the demus of Hashem, whatever that means. All of them are going to be usher. What Taisus is going to ask, which we'll get to on Monday, Mitzvah a few questions. If man himself is Asr, then man plus three is going to be Asr also. Why do not need a separate Pusik for Merkava? That's going to be one Kasha you have to deal with. And the other Kasha, which is the most fascinating with a few different Mahalchim, is if the Kruv is Asr to make as a replica, because it's part of the Kli Mikdash. So then why do you need another Pusik for man if the Kruv look like men? Akasha is very interesting. Kruv look like men? They got wings. Halavai, we had wings. Save a lot of airline tickets. What's the taste is assuming in his kasha that that's enough to look the same, even though so far we've been saying if you do a partial of this and a partial of that and it's not accurate and you're missing something, it's okay. And Taisa seems to be assuming that in, well, we'll see one of the tibus, but the kasha is not assuming that. So, what? Don't ask me afterwards. So that's going to be the cast you have to work on, and it's a sham. We'll pick that up on Monday. Wait,